I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. What do you have for us today? Hi, Patty. Well, this is one I've never encountered before. This is one I'm calling the Lions Club International Fund Scam which, by the way, is not connected with the legitimate Lions Club International Foundation. That's an organization that does give out grants. So, Vicki, is this an example of fraudsters who use a legitimate organization's name or close to it to run a scam, but they change the name just a little bit? For example, as you said, from foundation to fund. Absolutely. So this gentleman, I'll call him Ken, received a Facebook message from someone who is claiming to be his friend's wife. This is what the message said, and I'm going to read it exactly as it was sent, because as I read it, you'll hear some important red flags. So this was sent from Catherine Smith. Hello, how are you doing? And Ken responds, I'm doing well. And then it comes back. I'm doing good, very happy, because God have answered my prayer. Hope you have heard about the good news. And Ken responds, good news, I just woke up, don't know about good news. And then this person, supposedly the friend's wife, responds, it is an Lions Club's International Foundation to help those who need assistance for paying for bills, buying a home, starting their own business, going to school, or even helping raise their children with old and retired people and disabled deaf. Did you know Agent Williams Nicole? And then Ken responds back, well, that all sounds wonderful. I wish them all success. I have no idea who Agent Nicole is. And then the scammer says, she is the one who helped me get my money. She is good and honest woman. I think you should contact the agent in charge. Do you know how to do that? So that was the message. Wow. Well, clearly there are a lot of grammatical errors, and it doesn't sound like it's coming from an English speaker. But this was supposedly from his friend's wife on her Facebook account. That must have been confusing. So what did Ken do? Well, he was still thinking that this was coming from his friend's wife, and he was obviously very intrigued. And the crook who was posing as his friend's wife told him that all he had to do was click on this link and send the agent a friend request and message her that he wanted to apply for the Lions Club International Fund. Uh-oh. Of course, we know that anytime someone wants you to click on a link, it can be another red flag. Did Ken do it? He did because he was still thinking he was communicating with his friend's wife and she was trying to help him hook up with his agent. So he did. He clicked on the link and here's what the supposed agent said once he made contact. Congratulations. Your number was selected by the automatically random machine. 
Are you ready to claim? Oh, dear. The automatically random machine. Well, that's certainly another red flag. Clearly. And, of course, then this supposed agent told him he had to fill some information. Those were the words. Fill some information. So when the UPS carrier came to deliver the package of money, it would not be given to the wrong person. No, you certainly wouldn't want it given to the wrong person. So what happened next? Well, at this point, Ken starts to be a little suspicious. And by the way, he's talking back and forth with the supposed friend's wife and the agent. So he communicates back to his friend's wife and asks what to do. So the wife tells him to fill some information, which was what she did, and to be completely honest, and then he would get the money. And she claimed to have gotten $50,000 in, quote, real cash within 24 hours of having given out the information. Wow, that would certainly be tempting. Who wouldn't want to get $50,000, and in cash, no less? Exactly. So Ken followed the instructions of the supposed agent and gave his information, his address, his age, his mother's maiden name, his text number, etc. The agent then said, well, we're going to run this through the system and see if this checks out. And, of course, they came back immediately and said, yes, his information was verified, so he would be getting the money. But he was also told not to tell anybody about this due to, quote, security reasons. Yes, another red flag telling the victim to keep it a secret. Right. So now Ken is starting to become more suspicious, and he messages back to his friend is this legit? And then comes the big tip-off. In order to get the money, Ken needed to pay a delivery fee. And the delivery fee varied depending on how much money you wanted. So there was a fee structure. If you paid $700, you got $30,000 back. If you paid $1,000, you got $50,000 back, and so on and so forth. So Ken then asked his supposed friend if this was what she did, and she said yes. She sent off $1,000, and she got her $50,000 in the mail the next day. Wow. Well, hopefully at this point, Ken figured out this was a scam. He was definitely suspicious, and he also couldn't come up with $1,000. So he negotiated back and forth with the supposed agent and said he could come up with $250. The agent said, well, that would be acceptable if that was all he could come up with, and he was to immediately go to the nearest MoneyGram store and send it off, the $250, to get the $30,000. Did he send any money? No. Fortunately, at that point, he started rereading the messages and realized that his friend's wife didn't talk like that. She didn't make those grammatical errors. He also got suspicious because the agent kept calling him Mr. Ken rather than using his last name. So he communicated with the agent. He pretended that he was going to go out the door and send the money, and then he terminated the conversation. You know, this is a great example because all the red flags were there, the grammatical errors, the sentence structure, the request for secrecy, and the fact that you needed to send money to get money. That's right. And the thing that made this so confusing was that the initial contact was supposedly from a friend on Facebook. So I guess now these scammers can connect into Facebook accounts, which makes them even more dangerous. Boy, it sure does, because if they'd been a little better with their grammar and a little better with their sentence structure, 
it could have been perceived as a legitimate chance to make some money. Absolutely. And Ken really thought it was because he thought this whole time he was communicating with his friend's wife. So he almost fell for it. But thankfully, at the last minute, he realized it was a scam. Yeah, thank you so much for this warning, Vicki. I really appreciate it. How can people get a hold of you if they want to report a scam or if they're worried that they're being scammed? My phone number is area code 805-568-2442. I'll repeat it, 805-568-2442. Thank you so much, Vicki. Thank you, Patty. Bye-bye. Bye.